Navy veteran Bill Hoops and his wife Alicia are the first franchisees for Capital Tacos. Coming up next, a veteran on the move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union lets you experience more. From everyday commutes to your next big vacation, the flagship credit card earns you three times the points on travel so you can get rewarded for wherever you're headed next. Hey, today we're talking with Navy veteran Bill Hoops and his wife, Alicia. First franchisees of Capital Tacos. Bill, Alicia, welcome to the show. Been talking about franchising uh, quite a bit over the last few months, so looking forward to adding on to that. Before we do that, take us back. Tell us what you do in the Navy. Yeah, so um, I joined the Navy when I was 19 years old. Um, I was... uh, uh, got in the Navy by by luck. I, I dropped out of high school when I was 16 years old, joined the Navy with a GED at 19. Um, as a young teenager, I had, uh, you know, gotten in a little bit of trouble, nothing crazy. So I, I, re- I was a GED with a waiver, right? So in today's Navy, you, you really couldn't even get in the Navy with, with my credentials <laughs> today, you know, some 25 years later. But either way, I did. Uh, I joined the Navy out of St. Petersburg, Florida, uh, back in uh, 1999, I went to boot camp in February of 2000. Uh, I had went previously to a program called Earl C. Clemens Job Corps Center, where I dropped, well, you know, after I dropped out of high school to get my GED. This was in Kentucky, and uh, the credits that I earned there allowed me to come into the Navy as an E3, right? So the program that I graduated nice. there was recognized. So coming in the door, 19 years old, as an E3. Uh, I chose to do supply in the Navy, which at the time was called an AK, an aviation storekeeper. Uh, a couple years after coming in, that turned to an SK. A couple years after that, that turned into what is now an LS, right? Logistics specialist. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, rewind again back in 2001, I made E4 first time up. Go 2002, uh, I made E5 first time up. Uh, I In 2003, I came back from my second deployment. I was deployed twice uh, on the USS George Washington, once before 9-11, one after 9-11. Uh, when I came back in 2003, that's when I met my wife. Um, I was fortunate enough to, uh, you know, quick funny story on that. Fortunate enough to be able to uh, move into an apartment complex where the pipe uh, in the apartment that I was supposed to move into broke. Uh, this was a one bedroom, one bath apartment. A pipe broke. The floors were all damaged. They said, Mr. Hoops, the only thing we can put you in for the next year at the price of a one bedroom is a three bedroom. <laughs> Well, that three bedroom happened to be right on top of uh, her apartment where she was. Um, and the rest is 20 years of history. She's been by my side and um, wouldn't be anywhere in this journey without her. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so 2003, I meet my wife. I go to recruiting for the first time. Uh, we are in uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina. I'm a young E5, three years in the Navy. Uh, love to talk, love to be around the people. Recruiting is pretty much a natural for me. I was put with a great chief, a great team uh, who really trained me well on how to do the job. I fell in love with it. Uh, Two years later, I was the Navy Recruiting District Atlanta 2005 Recruiter of the Year. Uh, That got me a meritorious promotion to E6, first class petty officer uh, at just five years in the Navy. So I've made it to E6 after five years in the Navy and then 2005, my wife gives birth to our second child, uh, my son, 
Um, so 2005 was a great year, right? Made E6, recruiter of the year, gave birth to my, my one and only son. Uh, life's good. Um, go back to the Roosevelt for a couple years, really missed recruiting. Uh, really missed being uh, with the kids and being, you know, helping people uh, change their lives, right? That was a lot of fun for me. So went back, converted to NCR, Navy career recruiter, uh, and spent the last uh, 11 years of my Navy career uh, as an NCR. Took me a couple tries, about six, seven tries to make chief. But in 2012, I made uh, chief petty officer, the rank of chief in the Navy. So I still wear my anchor today. Absolutely loved uh, being a chief petty officer, loved being in the Navy. Uh, the the brotherhood and sisterhood of, of what comes with being a chief really is one of those life-changing moments, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, fast forward 2011, my wife and I are back home. We're here in uh, the Tampa, Florida area. We're recruiting. Um, our relationship is going very well. We're, you know, we're approaching 10 years of marriage. Uh, she is starting her own career, becoming a teacher, has graduated with her second master's degree. My daughter is uh, getting ready to start high school. I'm approaching my 16th year in the Navy and I'm in Florida. We're up for orders and, you know, they want to uh, uh, orders that are available are all on the West Coast. Right. Um, we we are to the point where, you know, she is starting a career. My daughter is starting high school. We've moved around. Uh, it just didn't fit what we were doing anymore. Right. So um, everyone gets shocked when I say this, but. 16 years, you know, I told the detailer that I would just be separating and taking my orders home. Uh, and at 16 years, you know, I took an honorable discharge uh, as a chief petty officer and and went home with a handshake and a, and a great recommendation letter for my CO and uh, went towards separation. And that's what we did. Um, and uh, I took a chance. I took a jump. I took a leap of faith. Um, whoo. <laughs> no yeah. kidding. All right, so so you um, so you're out of the navy, right? With no retirement yeah. at 16 years, so yeah. So so what, what was that transition like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what now, right? So the original plan was I was going to go be a police officer, right? And I'm like, okay, well at least we'll be in the local area, military lifestyle. Yeah, you know, military. This, uh, you know, it's kind of the same feel, right? It's part of the same team. The guys and gals live by kind of the same code, so that was the natural fit. Um, but that came with its own set of risks. Right. And then, you know, it, it just came with its own set of things that still didn't line up with what we were doing. So ultimately I decided to go into education. My wife was a teacher for almost, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years at this point. Right. Uh, well, it's been 2011. So probably six or seven years at this point. Right. Um, so I decided to go to education. I took my, uh, Florida certification test, my Florida certification exam, uh, passed it for uh, social studies five through eight. Um, and I went through the alternative certification program to become a teacher in the state of Florida. It took me three years, um, but I did everything the state of Florida asked me to do. And I became a certified educator. Right. Um, so that was what I did. And I went from, you know, making X amount of dollars as a 16 year chief petty officer, right. Anybody's familiar with the military can do the math on that. Right. It's, it's close to six figures. Mm -hmm. uh, just me. Right. Um, but then I took a pay cut and went to a teacher's salary of about forty two thousand dollars a year. Um, match that with my wife's salary of about forty two thousand dollars a year and combined then 
we weren't making what I was making as a chief petty officer by myself. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know, we were prepared. We had a savings, we had some things, but you know, we also had some bills, right. And some things that uh, you, you get used to living one lifestyle and then some things change and things happen. And, you know, so we took a reset and uh, you know, we reset our lives. Right. And we, and it was, uh, one of the best things that we absolutely could have ever done for ourselves. And this was back in 2018, scariest thing I ever did, you know, as a, as a man, as a protector of your family, you, you worry if you're doing the right thing, letting somebody down. Uh, but ultimately, right. Sometimes those tools are there for us to be able to use. Uh, so I did. Right. And then, um, you know, to catch us up to the, to the current and present, um, 2018, I was fortunate enough to be able to start, uh, my first business, uh, as an entrepreneur, I, I, my daughter was pursuing a softball, uh, scholarship, right? She's in high school now trying to play NCAA softball. I was coaching softball, uh, all throughout the state, right? I'm running, uh, up to 18 girls softball teams at the time, right? Never done this before in my life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Went from being a chief petty officer on, on the deck plate of a ship to handling, uh, you know, 34, uh, teenage girls that are all chasing a scholarship and, and going through their own emotional things every day. So it's one of those was tougher. What's that? One of those was harder, tougher. Uh, you know, <laughs> coaching the girls and doing the softball, you know, hindsight 2020 was way harder um, than, than the Navy, but both mutually beneficial, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I went into the Navy as a high school dropout with nothing, absolutely nothing. Prodigy of a single mother. My father committed suicide when I was 13 years old, passed away at a very young age, which led me to have to leave high school at a young age and help her pay the bills and and do all of those things Um, to, you know, leaving with a master's degree uh, that the Navy paid for partially, right? Paid for my bachelor's degree completely, paid for my master's degree partially, um, and, and helped my wife, you know, through the, through the GI bill, get a master's degree and all of that. So, you know, so I left as somebody walking in with nothing. And even though I left early and I didn't get a retirement, um, you know, I got everything that I was supposed to get from the Navy, in my opinion, right? I have my whole life to make money. I have my whole life to chase a dollar. Um, you only have a limited time to be a father. You only have a limited time to be a husband and you never, whoo. <laughs> Yeah. So anyways, you take a risk, right? You take a chance. And uh, so in 2018, we reset and I was able to open that business and I was able to be a teacher at the same time. And for about three and a half years, uh, my wife was busting her butt as a teacher. We took on extra jobs. I was coaching every middle school team that I could get my hands on just because it paid a stipend. Um, and, so was it and, like a softball facility or what exactly no, was so, it? So picture, so picture um, you know, I, I don't know a way to explain it. Uh, girls join softball teams at high level, travel teams, club teams, right? Yeah. They, it's not the same high school team. Some of these teams have kids that come from all corners of the country and they make a softball team. Well, 
you know, 500 people do that. Now they're looking for a place to compete, right? They're looking for a place that has great fields, great hotel, you know, that does all of that. So I put all of that together. I'm an event promoter, uh, right? Okay. So I take, yeah. I get the fields, I get the hotels, I get the umpires. I've got a great head of officials. I've got yeah. a staff of about 20 people plus another 75 officials. So all of these teams then go to my website, they sign up, you know, we put it all together. We map it all out. We put the program together um, you know, we, we do a tournament in June called show me the money for, for lack of a better name. We get $40,000 away to these athletes and their team. Well, not to the athletes, but to the teams, yeah. right. So that they can, so they can play. We had 135 college coaches, uh, at that particular tournament. And we've given wow. away about three, you know, helped kids get about $3 million worth of scholarships over the last four years. Right. Um, so we've done that, uh, my wife and I, you know, 2018, her and I are traveling all over the state. We're working all week as a teacher. I'm putting schedules together, building this brand new business in the state. And her and I are getting in a car and we're going to Gainesville for the weekend. We're going to Seminole County for the weekend. We're going to Tampa for the weekend, right? We're staying in hotels and putting on this tournaments and we're building this business and, and helping these kids and these families, uh, from the ground up. Right. And, and having coached that for the last 10 years, it, it's always been important to me and, you know, to, sh- to be able to give these people to have memories with their kids. Right. Because I didn't mm-hmm. get to do that as a kid. My background said you couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Now I want my kids to enjoy that. So that's what the softball business is. Um, it, it just think of it as an event promoter. If somebody were to put on a concert, the guy that puts on the concert, I'm, I'm yeah. that's what I do. I put on the softball tournament so the kids can come play. Awesome. All right, Bill. Yeah. Hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. And we, when we come back, we're going to get into Capital Tacos. I know so many of you are figuring out what's next in your career. As a veteran, you might be looking at a whole new path and wondering what training you need to get there. If you're considering a job in software engineering, I highly recommend checking out Sabio. I know a lot of veterans that have successful careers in software since leaving the military. Sabio is a coding boot camp and developer community that's been training veterans since 2013. So many former students say Sabio has changed their lives. Sabio is not your average boot camp. In just 17 weeks, you'll not only learn to code, but gain real life experience and graduate ready to start a real high paying tech job. I love that finding a job is built into the program. After military service, finding a new job you love can be so daunting. Sabio has helped so many veterans kickstart their careers in tech. Sabio could be a game changer for you. Visit sabio.la slash on the move to learn how you can use your VA benefits to enroll at Sabio. That's sabio.la slash on the move. Don't wait. Go to sabio.la on the move today to learn more. Traveling is so beneficial, whether it's to relax or see somewhere new. And wherever you're going... A travel rewards card just makes traveling so much easier. I've had the flagship credit card for a couple of decades now. The premium travel card has a low annual fee of $49 and two times the points on all purchases outside of travel, meaning the rewards don't have to end even when the vacation does. Flagship credit card also comes with up to $100 in credits toward TSA pre-check or global entry and reimbursement on an annual Amazon Prime membership. Hmm, I didn't know that. I need to look into that. Learn how you can earn up to three times points on travel and more with the flagship credit card at NavyFederal.org. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, open to the armed forces, the DOD, veterans, and their families. Flagship rates are variable and range between 10.74% and 18% APR based on credit worthiness. 
ATM fees for cash advances are up to a dollar at non-Navy Federal ATMs. Credit and collateral subject to approval. Hey, talking back, back talking with uh, Navy veteran Bill Hoops from, he's one of the first, fran- he is the first franchisee of Capital Taco as long as with his wife, Alicia. So, um, all right, Bill, we're at, right up to the point where the Capital Tacos thing comes into your life uh, right. from somewhere. Tell us that story. <laughs> Yeah. So again, this is another one that is just deep rooted, right? Um, as I said previously in the first part, right? I lost my father when I was younger. I left high school when I was younger. I had to go to work early. Uh, my mother and I really didn't have much, right? There was a lot of nights where the only thing mom could afford was a salad and a baked potato. That's literally what we had night after night. She was making $8 an hour, working two shifts, trying to make it right. Um, so when I was 16 and went to job Corps, uh, they had a bunch of programs that you could choose from a lot of them, you know, manual labor, working with your hands, construction, lawn maintenance, things like that. And then there was culinary. So it was exciting. It sounded fun. So during that year and a half that I was there, I went to cooking school for a year and a half from 16 to almost 18 years old, right? Young kid, but really trying to learn as much as I could taking it serious. And I left there, um, and I went and got a job at Ruby Tuesdays and I was at Ruby Tuesdays for almost two and a half years, started at the dish, went to the line, went to the grill, really just worked the whole back of the house. And for me at that young age, really thinking about it a lot more now, as I'm older and moving into the capital taco business, that was like the only job I've ever had that has been able to calm my brain. When you've got 900 tickets popping out of there and it sounds like it would be chaotic, but for me really like, I love it because I can control it and I don't know when that thing's got to stop and I got to get it all right. So it's a challenge every single day. So fast forward, Navy time, teaching time, softball time, nothing to do with food at all. Almost 20 years gone out of food, right? I mentioned that prior to separating, my wife and I, were, we bought a house in 2011. I told her in 2011, I'm probably not going to be transferring from here. I want to buy this house now because our financial situation is a point where we can buy it. Housing market is low. We're going to buy this and see what happens. I bought that house in 2013, two years later after I told her that. Fast forward to 2022, that house that I bought you know, for X amount of dollars in that market ballooned, you know, to X amount of dollars in this market. Um, and it allowed me to be able to have the funds, you know, along with a good savings account, and a good financial plan that we've had since our reset, um, to be able to be serious about buying a franchise. Uh, we've been looking at food trucks for the last five or six years, uh, just because I run tournaments, I already bring a bunch of people to where I'm going to be. It's just yeah, a natural fit to, because not all the parks we run at have concession stands. So we bounced around back and forth. Do I go brick and mortar? Do I go food truck? Uh, We looked at several other concepts. um, And and once Capital Taco said that they were franchising, I looked at my wife and I was like, I mean, it was instant. I was like, babe, this is it. This is it. Like, this is the one, right? Everything else that we've been talking to, this is it. It's local. It's here in Pasco County. I've got three Capital Tacos within 35 minutes of me. Mm -hmm. So where your listeners right now might be like, what's Capital Taco? I never even heard of that. Good. Come to Florida. Come to Trinity in about 90 days. Tell me you heard this podcast on Joe's show and I'm going to take care of you with lunch, you know, and, and, and hook you up at my restaurant. Right. <laughs> so so that you can know what a capital taco is. But my wife and I were both teachers. 
Lando Lakes, which is where the first Capital Taco store ever was, is about a mile and a half away from Pasco County's District Training Center. So every time you have to go to get training on this or that or catch up on your credits or do whatever you had to do at District, you know, say, hey, where's the place to go eat? Well, there's a little taco shop right down the street called Tech Capital Tacos. Okay, well, let's go check that out. Uh, Boom. Bought a bit. It's perfect, right? Everything's great. Um, so over the years we were eating the cat, you know, eating capital tacos when yeah. we went to district training, then they put one up at Port Ritchie, which is about a mile and a half from my house, you know, and, and we would go there about once a month, you know, they're constantly changing. They're constantly updating the menu. You know, you've got your favorites and everything there, but it's new, it's fresh. Everything's good to go. So when they franchise, I'm like, man, we got to give these guys a call. So that was what led us um, to, to wanting to franchise, right. The life story, wanting to help people, wanting to change lives, wanting to open a restaurant. So, you know, if there's a kid out there that is only eating a salad and a baked potato, we might not be able to get all of them, but we can again affect and impact that change. Right. Um, you know, so, uh, that's kind of what led me to want to open a restaurant franchise. What led me to Capital Tacos was we're here. We see the brand. We know, you know, that they've grown from one to two to three to five. Right. Uh, we know uh, what they're what they're doing to make the brand grow just here in the local market. Um, and then the interview process with Brian, the guy who uh, introduced us to the owners, uh, the, uh, James and Josh, the owners, the the staff between Megan and Mark and, you know, the this everybody that we've met through this process has been extremely open, friendly. You know, it, it, it hasn't all been bubble gums and rainbows when you're franchise number one. You got to be prepared for I don't want to say mistakes, but hey, wait, what's this? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. we're still getting ready for that. OK, cool. Well, let's get you know, it, let's get ready for it together. It's been a great line of teamwork. You understand what I'm saying? So getting to this point um, has been great. Franchise number one has been amazing. We've got our lease signed. Uh, We get the keys to that place sometime next week. Uh, We've got our general uh, contractor walkthrough coming Uh up uh, Thursday, tomorrow. Um, we've been at corporate training for the last two weeks, learning how to make all the food. And mm-hmm. man, when I say fresh, right? Like most people just say, okay, everything's made fresh. Okay. But this isn't, but that isn't, but this man pickled jalapenos, they get a truck of jalapenos and you get some vinegar and some spices. You got to cut them up and make the pickled jalapenos, right? Uh-huh. Uh, everything is, is made. The sauces, the sauce of the Poblano ranch. You got to cook off you know, I don't want to tell all the secrets. I might get yelled at right this early in the game, but everything uh, is, is, you know, absolutely fresh. And we're being in the kitchen for the last two weeks. Um, you know, I, 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 we've only fallen in love more with the concept, uh, with the process, with the restaurant and extremely excited to get not only the first one open, uh, but we've also got Palm Harbor, uh, and, and uh, uh, Tarpon Springs, So we'll have three, you know, God willing and plans moving forward within the next three and a half years, as well as more than likely a couple of food trucks to go to those tournaments we talked about. So you obviously have a good relationship with the owners of Capital Tacos. You know their history. You're a big time customer long before uh, you jumped in with franchising with them. You were running your own business. I mean, you're you're basically your own boss running running the the softball promotion business. Um, Was there was there ever any... um, conflict or because you you know when you're when you're in my opinion franchising is kind of like the in-between of being totally on your own or being an employee franchising sure. is kind of in the middle of that which is great especially for veterans military folks because 
you, you at least do get a script and a formula to follow. Um, and so you're executing a system. And yeah. if you're completely brand new entrepreneur, you know, it's just a, you're a blank slate. Sometimes that's really tough um, to, to start with something like that. So franchising is a great uh, jump into entrepreneurship. But you had already started with the blank slate and we we're making it right. happen. As a matter of fact, you're still running your softball promotion business <laughs> yeah. while you're getting the, while you guys are getting these uh, franchises up and running. So talk a little bit about that experience as far as like, was it different? Did you get, did you feel like you were going back to being told what to do a little more than was that uncomfortable or, or you know, just talk about what that experience was like? Sure. So a couple of things, right? Like, okay, yes, you're, you're correct. My wife and I do run another business with Florida PGF. So Premier Girls Fast Pitch is the name of the national company. And my franchise, if you quote unquote, would be Florida PGF, right? Florida mm -hmm. PGF or PGF, Premier Girls Fast Pitch is a national brand where I run and, and I'm in charge of the state of Florida. So for the last couple of years, you know, we, we've already been part of a national brand where you have to work within parameters. You have the freedom to create your own tournaments, run your own parks, do your own thing, but your branding has to be the same. Your mottos have to be the same. Your thought process has to be the same, right? Which is really, I will tell you for me, it's, it's not overwhelming because I, I'm truly one of those guys that paid attention to the 90 degree angles on the bed, to putting your socks in the same drawer, right. And, and making sure your uniform is pressed and all these, like I paid attention to that stuff. And then when you go to Navy recruiting, like they teach you, I use it like this. A Navy SEAL is trained on how to get in and get out and do a mission without anybody ever knowing he's there, right? A, a recruiter is trained by the government in the same essence, but to go out and find and recruit those people to do those things, right? So we, along with my natural outgoing and, you know, extroverted personality, we've had a lot of training on coaching and, and delivering. My wife is a curriculum specialist and an education specialist and, a, and has a leadership master's degree in education in the school system. So we have taken both of those qualities and putting them into the business that we run now, right? Mm -hmm. and, and we're forethinking people. You know, when we got out of the Navy, we, we thought about what might happen or go wrong and we prepared for that. And and, and not everything went the way we planned. So we had to have a reset. Right. So, but then when we opened this business, we're forethinking again, I have brought people on over the last two years and grown my team um, on the, on the, on the softball side to be able to allow those people to take a big burden uh, uh, and a big share of the responsibility of what I'm doing on the softball side to now allow me to be able to take my time uh, to go into the restaurant side, right? Uh, my wife's still going to be teaching for for a while. That hasn't, you know, come to fruition yet. But the time that she has, she's throwing into the restaurant mm -hmm. as well. I've got a partner uh, in Patrick and and Tracy Affronti who are also helping on the restaurant side. There are, you know, equal partners in this. Um, so we've got great people that we can rely on. We've built a great team, right? When you truly follow that hey, I'm going to go to the production meeting and the master chief is going to give you this task and this task. And we're really going to acknowledge our people and we're really going to recognize who they are. And we're truly going to invest in the people that are helping us push this bus. Mm -hmm. Like that's where you get your return. And we have been very successful by just taking those qualities of taking care of people and, and I think ultimately, if you do that, everything else takes care of itself. And, and, and we've been very fortunate because of the great people that we've had 
working with us, right? Mm -hmm. um, I don't like the word manager. I don't like the word working for us. We all work together. Like I'm going to pick up a broom. I'm going to get my hands and elbows dirty. You know, what we mm -hmm. were trained on in the military, that's what you do. And that's how we treat both of our businesses, uh, which is one of my biggest contributors to why we, you know, find success. So talk, talks more specifically about Capital Tacos itself. Um, if, if, how does the franchise, I know franchises are very touchy about things you can say and can't say, but Sure. If somebody's interested in information on Capital Tacos, how would they, where would they find Yeah, let, let me, let, let me tell you, man, uh, these guys have been amazing, right? Um, I have access to, uh, you know, James and Josh, but again, I follow their uh, organizational chain of command, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I, I've talked to them a couple of times uh, in the interview process. I've, I've heard where they're taking Capital Tacos, what they're doing internally. Um, they are hiring people in, in major positions that are, you know, really helping expand this brand. They've got a social media and marketing manager. They were in the restaurant the other day, just, you know, cooking up all kinds of stuff. The menu is continually evolving, right? Um, from the moment I called and I got in touch with Brian, which is their franchise guy, the guy who, you know, takes all your information, makes sure you're a qualified candidate, does the pre-screening, yep. uh, very accessible immediately, you know, within 24 hours, turning back and responding to emails. Uh, then the interview process from the, you know, Megan and Mark who are in charge of opening uh, and beginning restaurants and getting these franchisees where they need to be. Uh, everybody has been extremely accessible, right? Now there's been some navigational tasks where we've had to, you know, say, Hey, what are we doing here? Okay, well, let's change this. But even on some of those things, they've been very open. Our restaurant, you know, Hey, I'd like it to look like this. Look, these are the things that, you, you know, you're pretty much going to do because we have to take our five corporate restaurants and kind of, you know, I don't want to say mimic, give you some freedom, right? Like they're, 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 we're working with a couple different people on what the inside is going to look like. And we're have a lot of say on that. They're not just coming in and going, here's our package. You're going to buy X, Y, Z. We're going to come in and we'll give you a key, right? Mm -hmm. They're allowing us to have some kind of, uh, input, say freedom, right? Uh, walking us again, listen, we've owned a business, but we've never owned a restaurant, right? We're going off the fact that we feel like we can lead people and we can lead a business and just translate that to food, right? Um, so they are taking us through the process, this two-week corporate training that we're going through right now. We're learning everything from top to bottom about Capital Taco culture, Capital Taco restaurant, front of the house, back of the house, what they have coming forward. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I don't think we've had one of those moments where I've gone, hey, I want this. And they just go, no, bro, sorry, we're corporate. Take a walk. Mm -hmm. Now, have I gotten everything I've wanted? No, but that's not the real world, right? That's not how real life goes, right? That's that's not anywhere. I, I, I this, you know, I don't get everything I want with her. I don't get everything I want, you know, from my. It's just not real life. So there, when you have compromise, you know, you you can find success as long as both parties are willing to do that. And so far, um, I literally have zero major complaints. There's conversations. There's been a couple like, really, bro? Does this make sense? But they've listened, they've heard, they've navigated. Um, and, and you know, so far, again, I, I, I bought three and I would buy those three again, being in the process with them. Yeah. How far, how far away from opening your first one are you? So about 90 days, right? Uh -huh. So our first That's one uh, was we, when we did the negotiation, it was still occupied. 
uh, but they just moved out last week. Uh, so we should get the keys sometime on Monday. We're doing a uh, general contractor walkthrough tomorrow to really get an idea of the complete scope of work. We've done our general walkthroughs. Uh, but the, you know, tomorrow will be a little bit more detailed, hoping to get to keys Monday. And, uh, there's not a whole lot to do in the place. It's a second generation, uh, restaurant. So there's just some cosmetic stuff bringing in, you know, obviously all of our equipment. So mm-hmm. we're hoping within 60 to 90 days, uh, to, to be open. So sometime end of September, you know, hopefully. Wow. That's, that's awesome. All right. So we're getting close to the end of our time. If, if somebody's interested in checking out or possibly becoming a Capital Tacos franchisee, where would they go? Sure. So you just see a CapitalTacos.com, CapitalTacosFranchising.com. Um, you know, they can try to contact me directly. Like I can point them in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, do a Google for Capital Tacos, Tampa, Florida, your Wesley Chapel, Port Ritchie, Brandon, Riverview. Uh, and of course, the first one in Lando Lakes. I'm sure that'll pop up. Um, and anybody can lead you to direction, but capitaltacos.com, no other like it and, uh, jump on board, right? There's player, they're franchising all in the Southeast right now from, Uh you know, Charlotte to Tennessee, to Louisiana, to Atlanta, Florida, anywhere in that area is where they're looking to concentrate their franchising. So give them a call, give them a shout. Um, not, not what you would expect to get in the door, right? (laughs) Uh, my budget was, was, was a certain amount and, and we are going to come in, uh, at that budget, uh, which is, you know, probably 20 to 25% less than in my opinion, I need a lot of research on this, on what most QSR quick serve, you know, fresh Tex-Mex restaurants would cost to get into. So cost effective, great administrative team. Um, and, and Hey, franchise number one is friendly. If you become number two, like let's become friends and work this thing out together. Right. <laughs> uh, so always looking to collaborate and, and, and build a good team. And, and so far capital tacos has not let me down on that. That's awesome. Well, hey, Bill, I'll give you the last word. You're talking to the, the veteran, uh, somebody still in the military. They're looking to get into entrepreneurship. What sure. kind of advice comes to mind? Yeah. So uh, my my last word, uh, you know, I've got a couple different ones, but I'll, I'll leave you with this, right? Very few people that walk up to the pool and stick their toe in actually jump in, right? <laughs> right. Very few people it. do that, right? <laughs> so, so sometimes it's you got to just jump. Sometimes you got to just leap, right? Um, and, and when you do that, right, it doesn't always land the way you want it to, uh, but you got to wake up every morning and, and you got to fight, right? And I've been blessed um, with a be- beautiful, amazing, wonderful. I, I know she uh, is here by my side in this interview and supporting me every single step of the way. So uh, I don't make a move in my life and I'm nothing uh, without her. So, you know, having someone that you can look to every day is important, but uh, sometimes you just got to leap, man. Sometimes you just got to go and, and see what happens. And and I've failed more times than I've succeeded, but success, I've been able to latch onto that. And, and when I find it, try to make it great for everybody. And it turns out being okay for me. So That's take awesome. care of other people and ultimately you get taken care of. That's how I live. Awesome. Well, hey, Alicia's been sitting there the whole time. We haven't even given her a chance to talk. <laughs> like, like, hey, what's going on? I'm here. <laughs> uh, so- uh, Alicia, you know, as a, as a Navy spouse and, uh, now, now as an entrepreneurial spouse, um, I'm, you know, what kind of, what kind of things come to mind? I mean, I'm sure it's, it sounds like it's been a wild ride hanging out <laughs> with this guy. Um, yeah, but you know, it's fun. Um, and that's one of the things that we try to focus on too, is 
you know, of course you have to take things seriously. You have to support your family. You have to do things, you know, that are serious, but we do things that of course, some people, you know, I have friends who tell me how brave we are and how courageous we are because they would never have thought about doing that or taking the leap to do that. Uh-huh. But you know, just like you said, you got to take the leap, but you got to have fun doing it. And you got to really take life serious, but not so serious to where yeah. it becomes mundane and, and something that you don't want to do. So um, being awesome. a Navy spouse or a military spouse in general is hard. Anybody will tell you that. You never know what's going to happen or what to expect day to day. Um, you take on kids that aren't yours. You take on <laughs> families that become or, or families that aren't your family that become families. Mm-hmm. You know, you take on all these extra things that you don't expect, but it, it's life. And it doesn't matter what business you're in. You're going to do the exact same thing as educators. We've we've had so many kids that have come in and out of our house and I don't want to say we're not foster parents, but we've had kids that have lived with us. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had kids that still come back to him, back to me, you know, kids that have graduated high school that I still talk to that I taught in elementary school, you know, and they're like, Hey, how's it going? And those are the kind of things that make the impact on your life that really make you want to do it every day. Joe, I want to add something because you had mentioned earlier on in the interview about like hard transition, getting out of the military. Uh, Alicia, talk about medical insurance. That was a second hardest insurance transition for us. We went from having TRICARE for 16 years to teaching insurance. that, That was that was the hardest thing. Wow. If that's okay, if she can touch on that for maybe if we have time for that. Yep. So, um, I've always done the the medical side and the the dental side with myself, with kids, you know, when he was in the military, he would just go on base, get what he needed. But, um, you know, as, as a spouse, it's a little bit different because you still have to go out um, into the civilian world. You still have to make sure that all the referrals are done and all these Mm -hmm. things and it's free, but you have to have all your T's crossed and your I's dotted and all these things. So you're expecting when you get out for things to be that certain way and still um, have to have those processes and you don't expect anything. When I had both of my children, I didn't pay a dime because I was on TRICARE and then you get out of the military and all of a sudden you're paying thousands of dollars that really you don't, you don't think about, or you don't expect. Um, It's very expensive and it's hard and you have to get all new doctors and you have to get all new dentists and you know, all these things it's, that was probably the biggest transition and the biggest frustration for me because I didn't know and and still don't know all the things about medical because I was with TRICARE for so long. It was just, that was probably the most difficult transition for me. Yeah. Up up until this point, Joe, I'm going to give you one more. For the last 12 days, she's been working in a restaurant on eight to 10 hour shifts. You say wild ride with me, right? (laughs) Like she's never done this before. That's not necessarily her cup of tea. Uh, but she is trooping through it this week and doing doing an amazing job. I know you might want to talk about that transition, right? That's like, awesome. I'm bringing her into that venture. <laughs> yeah. Softball was fun because you know she watched her kid play softball for ten years, but now now she's becoming a restaurant owner. Uh, quite frankly, because I wanted to become a Frank restaurant owner, and and yeah. she's doing absolutely amazing at it. That's awesome. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. So I mean, yeah. phenomenal interview. Uh, great talking with both of you. Looking forward to your future success with Capital Tacos. If if I'm coming through that area anytime soon, I'm I'm on the other side of the peninsula. We we came down to Daytona Beach uh, last fall. Um, well, the Great Migration, I, I can, and so I can I'll give definitely it, look you guys up. Give you information on the grand opening about ninety days, right? Absolutely. Maybe if you can find some Make time, sure you come out list. here. And- 
cover it or whatever. Right. Awesome. Uh, just a shout out and a thanks to you too, Joe. Like you do something for veterans. Uh, you give them a voice, right? I know you and I just met, uh, but I listened to a couple of your shows prior to this. I looked over your website and, you know, after, after your 24 career, uh, you're, you're still giving back, you're giving veterans an opportunity to share their experience uh, because, Hey, maybe somebody hears what, you know, you've put on my voice, the guy or gal's voice before us. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if people tell you often, but you're doing a great service by changing lives as well, man. So I appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. Thank you. I appreciate that. Awesome. All right. Well, Hey, great talking with you guys. Awesome. Um, I, I love getting military spouses on the show as much as I can. It's great to have a veteran and a military spouse on the show at the same time. So, sure. um, again, I look forward to seeing the future success and definitely make sure I'm on your, your grand opening email. We'll maybe we'll put something out on the podcast too. Sounds good, man. Have a great week. All right. These two veterans are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.